0: Hey everybody, we are Black in Business. My name is Brandy Permenter and I'm here alongside my co-host, Justin Jackson. While you're here, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Also, please give us a follow on Instagram at blackinbusiness.jb.
1: All right, so last time we were here, we talked a little bit about the black man experience. And I think that today's a good day to kind of flip the script. You know, a good one to come back on, um, and talk a little bit about the black female experience, the black woman experience, uh, what it's like, um, just from your from your lens. You know, so I think I have a couple questions, and you know, elaborate on anything you want. I think that it's an interesting topic and a really interesting way of going about life personally. Um, So, just to start, if you can talk a little bit about navigating the notion of being the loud black lady versus being stern and being strong uh, to your points or to, you know, things that you're passionate about.
0: Yeah, right. I feel like black women in general always have to fight that stereotype of, oh, don't be too loud. Don't be, you know, angry black women of, you know, putting your opinion out there too much or talking too loudly. So, And then that kind of just goes back to how we talked about, oh, people saying you talk white, right? And it's, okay, what does that mean? You know, does that mean, oh, you're not as loud, you don't clap your hands, you don't do this, 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 and this, like I've gotten that before, when it's like, okay, we as black women, when we're trying to be professional or carry ourselves in a certain way, it's like we have to be extra careful not to raise our voice, not to be too argumentative or too just strong in what we're saying because we'll automatically get that bad rap. Where it's like, oh, you talk like a black person because you're doing all of these things, but then also you're too headstrong or you know the angry black woman in whatever you're trying to get across. So it's just kind of like a constant battle of, okay, I want to get my point across. I want to speak my mind. I want to give input on whatever's being talked about, but I can't be too loud with it. I can't be too, into the conversation to where you know other parties are taken aback from it so just kind of finding that balance where sure it's kind of like an unfair thing but it's something that you know black women have to deal with especially when you're trying to be in the professional world or in the business world it's like finding that middle ground where okay I can give input and speak but I won't come across as this loud black woman or angry black woman or anything like that
1: do you think that and this kind of goes back to a conversation that we had earlier about the switch you know having that mental switch of being in you know predominantly white spaces where they expect you to speak a certain way act a certain way and if you don't you're not really accepted into that culture um how much of that have you experienced in terms of you know Living in spaces like that were predominantly white, or going to schools that were predominantly white, um, and what did that, what does that look like in your head, like navigating that space?
0: So I feel like it kind of becomes second nature, especially if you grew up like that. So I feel like I grew up in an area where, you know, in elementary school, I was maybe one of two or three. Mm-hmm maybe four black kids in my class so it's kind of like you get used to it you become friends with you know people who are white you're interacting with people's parents who are white your parents are interacting with other parents who are white so you kind of just grow up without really noticing it until you reach a certain age where you're like oh yeah I I have to carry myself like this I have to be like this when I'm in this certain area or space like you say kind of like a story that I always think about when I think of things like that is when I was younger is when I had a Game Boy or an iPod or whatever my mom would always tell me don't bring it inside the store with you you don't want them to think that you're stealing anything when at the time it was just like an annoying thing that my mom said and it was like okay whatever I have to leave it in the car yeah. but now you reach an age where it's like oh okay i see why she's saying that and why she said that to me and i understand it and i get it and it sucks that it has to be that way because i'm sure that other kids who aren't black their parents didn't have to tell them those things and they didn't have to come to that realization later on in life but like i said it's kind of when you grow up with that constantly You just kind of, it becomes second nature. So even now, as I am in college, in my senior year of college, and I find myself in professional settings and in business settings, it's just second nature to flip that switch. To be like, okay, hey, this is where I am. This is how I have to act and behave. And you think about it maybe afterwards, but not so much when it's happening. It's just like, okay, time to flip the switch. And then when I'm back with my friends and family, okay, I can flip it back to being, you know, however it is that I... my my personality really is but you know you just kind of have to alter yourself in a way so that you can you know fit into that space
1: yeah and I think that while there are a lot of mirroring mirroring similarities between the two genders in their experience I think one thing that's very distinctly different is being taken seriously and I think when a black man looks at it like There are situations where we're taken seriously, but taken seriously as a threat or taken seriously, or I should say not taken seriously until we pose whatever our point is as a threat or just taken seriously as a threat versus a lot of black women when they voice their opinions don't get taken seriously because it's like, oh, that, okay, that's cool. Like, that's cool what you think. So I know that you think about, you know, how you navigate those spaces, but what are things that you practice on a regular basis or you know within your own spaces uh, that help you walk that fine line because I know that you did something that's in your in your mind but what are some like things that you do uh, in your actions that help you walk that fine line
0: no yeah I think that was like a great topic to bring up of being taken seriously because I think that for black women it's hard because like I said you have to walk that middle ground of You know, not being too abrasive or headstrong, but then also being able to get your point across. And it, I feel like it can always go back to as well as like, oh, you're talking white, when it's not that, oh, talking white, but I have to speak in a way that my, you know, professional counterparts will take me seriously. If I, you know, am not speaking, you know, eloquently or however they want to say, you know, then I won't be taken seriously. And that's an easy way to just be, you know, counted out. So a, like when I, when you walk into a room, when you are speaking with someone, it's like the automatic thing. Okay, I have to carry myself a certain way. I have to speak a certain way. And that's just the first thing you can do to be taken seriously. Of course, there are circumstances where people will overlook that, where it's just like, okay, black in their thought, you know, subconsciously. Black woman, okay, I'm not gonna take you seriously. And that's just one of those oppressive things that we have to overcome. But to fight that or combat that, first thing would be, you know, caring yourself, speaking in a certain way, um, you know, fitting the mold that they want us to fit. So,
1: yeah, and I think that just goes, you know, beyond just our space. I should, you know, because when you look at young black girls, You know, they find themselves in really tricky spaces to navigate, especially, you know, they're young, they get sexualized really early, they get mistaken for being older, which puts them in in situations that they don't need to be in. Um, But if you can talk a little bit about what that looks like, or what that looked like in your childhood, you know, obviously you gave the example of you being with your mom, which I think we can... We, as, as young black people, can attest to that that statement of like, hey, don't touch this, don't have this expensive thing out in the store because they're gonna think that you're taking it or they think that you stole it or whatever. Um, but what does that space look like as a young black girl?
0: So, growing up as a young black girl, it's kind of like you don't really notice it. You see a level of unfairness, but you're not really sure why. It's just like, why do they get to do these things and act these ways and I have to act this way and be this way? And I was watching this video where this man was talking about racism and two pivotal days for black people is when you realize that you're black and when you realize it's a problem. So when you realize that, okay, I there's this unfairness because I'm black and that's the reason why, it's kind of like a wake up call where you either kind of accept that or in a way you reject it because you, sometimes you're fighting against that where it's, you want to fit in that space of being with, you know, whether it's your white friends or, you know, just friends of a different race and wanting to not have that unfairness and then just finally getting to that day where it's like, this is what it is and I have to fight each day to, to fight against this but, you know, just figuring that out. I feel like as a kid, it's really hard because you're just lost in like, why is it like this? So like, I feel like, you know, especially for black girls who maybe grow up in an area where it's predominantly white, it's one of the big things is your hair. Like, okay, why can't my hair do these things that you know other people can do with it? You know, why isn't my hair straight? Why isn't my hair, you know, just why can't I style it like these people? And I think that's, you know, common, thing that girls have to deal with it's like how do I fit in with this group and then that day when you realize okay I'm not I'm different and just accepting that
1: no I think you make a great point about trying to figure out how you fit in in predominantly white spaces and I think that a lot of people can attest to that but also you know flipping the coin whereas you know young black girls who grow up in predominantly black spaces but enter white spaces you know around high school or even college, you know, when you're in the most influential and the most important times of your life and trying to navigate a space that you've never been in um, and you just are lost in, in the ways of, of everybody else. And I think that in and of itself, realizing that can can cause problems. Um, but, you know, going back to the to the school piece, I think that you've done a good job, uh, as I would say mo- both of our parents would like, uh, navigating this space uh, that isn't created for us to succeed. And I think, going to your point about like, seeing other people being able to do other things and like people bringing up experiences that they've had that you're like, I have no idea what that's about. Um, But there are things that you think you would definitely have done or should have done, you know, it kind of makes you feel a little bit out of place. But on the note of being out of place, how difficult do you think it is as a black woman you know someone who stands out so easily in specific spaces but is also ignored at the same time like what does that necessarily feel like
0: so again that's kind of like trying to find that middle ground again because it's you know especially in the professional world you want to stand out in a sense you want to uh, be different than those around you but then at the same time it's like you know You don't want to stand out too much. So it's like you have to kind of figure out, and I really don't know how to explain it more than just finding that like fine line of how to balance the two or what you think is balancing it, because to others it might not be that, but of, you know, articulating what you're saying and getting what you want out and portraying yourself in a way that, you know, people will accept in a professional and business manner, but. You know you don't want to be too abrasive or too like uh like headstrong in the situation so even if i think about you know settings professional settings that i've been in it's like okay hey i want to jump in and say what i have to say but i know at the same time i don't want to overstep other people so it's kind of you know just finding that you know area where you are speaking your mind but you can't be too much into it so like if you're getting called on for things okay yes answer but maybe not jump in to answer everything or if someone offers you to take the lead okay yeah you take the lead but maybe every time it's offered to the whole group you can't jump into that because you don't want people to think you're overbearing or anything like that so it's just trying to really just you have to navigate each situation and know that you know you have to reel yourself in sometimes or you know Finding the right way to put yourself out there more.
1: No, yeah, those, those are those are good points, and I think that it creates an, a difficult identity scenario, but also creates a difficult professional or college experience to navigate. But I think something that's even more difficult to navigate is your position. I don't even know if it, if that's the right word to use, but where Black women should stand in terms of the fight for. The perception of black men. So, obviously, right now in our country, we are at a time where it's clear to a lot of people that there is a strong discrepancy in the way the police handle situations with black men and white men or white people in general. And I've been, you know, trying to pay attention and understand what kinds of things people are doing, but I think black women find themselves. In a position where they feel like they need to do more or even, you know, jump in the way of those situations. But in reality, they're equally at risk of those things happening to them because they could be perceived as aggressive, overzealous, all these other things, all the other adjectives that you've described thus far. And I think that that's also a, a dangerous and difficult space to navigate. Um, so just my question would be what do you like what are your thoughts on your position in terms of protecting black men preserving what they stand for what they mean um, in this particular time
0: So I feel like you know black people in general black men need to protect black women black women need to protect black men it's just exceedingly harder or more like leaning to your question black women protecting black men because it's Predominantly the men we see who are facing police brutality. That's what we see in the news not saying that it doesn't happen to women but that's what we see overwhelmingly in the news and Throughout social media, so it's kind of like You know, we've all heard of black moms. I mean if generally you've heard a black mom saying okay, like don't you know Go wear a hood out. Don't you know dress like this? Don't do that and I feel like as I know when I'm around other black Men, I mean, I'm not a mother yet, but I know that I would tell my friends, hey, like, don't act like that. Hey, don't do that. Like, you know, we're black. We can't be doing that. Like, I even remember this during quarantine. I was hanging out with um, some family friends. And we were walking around my neighborhood, and it was a group of us. And some of them were like bl- bigger black guys, and they're like playing music off their phone and stuff. And I'm like, y'all, we can't do that. We can't do that in a neighborhood like this. You know, when there's like five of us, and four of you guys are big guys, it's like, we can't do that. When I feel like that's, you know, kind of, you know, something I've had to do in being around other black males where it's like, okay guys, we can't act like that. You know, you can't do that because we don't want to get caught up in a situation and, you know, more likely if we did get caught up in a situation, they would look towards the men being more threatening than me. Cause that's, you know, the nature of men versus women. They're going to take men as more of a threat And the fact that they take black people as a threat, you know, being a black male, it just, it, you know, makes it even more so. So it's kind of just like, you know, when you're around, you know, black men, it's like protecting them, but then also protecting you because you guys are together. So it's kind of just one of those weird things where it's like, you can't also, you can't just look out for yourself. You have to look out for them too. And I'm sure it's kind of the same vice versa for men, but... You know even more so for women because of what we see in the news you know on the you know weekly monthly basis
1: I think that goes into a point that I've been thinking about while we're talking is that black women have this knack for being nurturers caregivers um, just always wanting the best for the people that are close to them and that's obviously not to say that all women don't think that way but you know it just it goes back to their nature is, is to care for the ones that they care about um, to their bet to the best of their ability in, in almost any and all situations so I think that that beautifully illustrates the point that you're making is looking out for your friends and the people that are around you and putting them in spaces that will prepare them to be safe but yeah, I, oh you're yeah, sorry
0: it's kind of the same thing where we talked about in previous episodes of when you see George Floyd, you see Ahmaud Arbery, um, you know, you see your brother, your uncle, your cousin, your dad. So it's kind of like that same thing, but even more so because of like, I guess, women's maternal nature. So it's like, okay, we feel this way, but then even more so, we see what's happening to these people and we don't want that to happen to the people we love and care about and we're close to.
1: So when I think about the black women figures that are in my life, right? My grandmas, my mom, uh, you know, some educators that i have had people that work at at schools and universities. um, I think about the things that they do for other people, right? And I think that goes into both the points that we were trying to make is how far out of their way that they go to make sure that their own succeed, but also everybody else around them. But, you know, necessarily the ones that are in their corner First, and I think that that's a, a huge point about black women that people constantly forget is how connected to their own family and the people that they care about they are and I think as someone who is the older sister of a, black, a young black man does that weigh a little bit heavier on you from like a sisterly perspective? Does it weigh more heavily from like, I just want this kid to be safe. Like, what, what kinds of things do you think about? And what kind of conversations do you have with him?
0: So, I would say it's, I mean, it's tough. And I feel like black women especially have to kind of exude strength always when it's, like, sometimes difficult and hard to. And, you know, I think that in some instances, I can't speak for everyone, but my brother, he just doesn't think about things. Just sometimes just is oblivious to what's going on. And it's like, sometimes I have to be like, yo, hey, we can't, we can't act like that. We can't be like that right now or whatever that may be. So it's just kind of like, not a fear, but just constantly in the back of your mind, like, okay, hopefully he's on his P's and Q's and wherever he is, cause he's, you know, off at college. So it's like you, hopefully he's doing what he has to do and to stay safe and play his part. Because I feel like it's often, you know, when things happen, especially with police brutality, it's always, you know, sometimes people always try to find the way of being like, they deserved it. They were doing this. So they shouldn't have been doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, not that I'm going to get into that, but, you know, trying to direct people and being like, okay, don't act like that. Don't be like that. So they don't think that you deserve this. And hopefully it won't happen to you. But, you know, unfortunately, in some instances it does. So just it kind of sucks and it's hard of playing that role of like okay older sister hey little brother look out for this watch out for this mm-hmm. you know don't like find yourself in the situation where you're faced with this issue so i think it's just again like i've said so many times of like navigating as you go because you kind of learn as you go and is especially as you know I've entered young adulthood you know finally realizing and noticing all these things around you because you know as a kid you don't really notice all these things Mm -hmm. and how you know our parents you know tried to guide us in a manner that we did notice these things but you know it doesn't really click until later on so just you know finding that role and figuring out how to best help each other and protect one another so yeah that's just one of the challenges of being you know black and then also being black and have being black males that you care about too
1: yeah and i think that there's something to be said about repeating things right like the fact that you say specific things over and over puts more emphasis on it more importance on it and shows that there is a problem i think that that's been a consistent piece of our episodes is that whatever we talk about there is instances where we say the same thing over and over and over and the reason being is because there's a problem and trying to acknowledge those things is is you know one of the goals of of the show and trying to help other people realize this perspective as well um but yeah no thank you for for answering all the questions and um I, i like this this little format here for yeah it was good for our interview style today but uh no you gave some really great perspective and i hope that people get more than just perspective out of this i hope they get You know, some people get relatability, um, but mainly that people can understand a little bit more of what it's like to be a black woman in America these days.
0: Yeah. And I think going off of real quick, what you said about repeating is, you know, I didn't think about it that way. But, you know, even though I did have to mention kind of, you know, navigating and finding the middle ground and stuff, it kind of goes to show that, okay, it's not just one situation. It's not just a one time thing like it occurs throughout our life. Whether you're, you know, as you're growing up as a kid to as you're becoming an adult and trying to grow up. So it's not it's a nonstop thing. It's just evolving. But you're always doing the same thing of trying to fit in, you know, a certain, you know, environment to where you meet the needs of the people around you because you're black. Before we go,
1: we just wanted to take some time to talk about and acknowledge what happened in recent events to Jacob Blake, a a black man who was shot seven times in the back by police officers uh, after breaking up a fight on the street. And we wanted to say that we are hoping for a speedy recovery. We know that he's currently in intensive care, Um, but this is not an isolated event, obviously. This is just another name on the list of black men that have been unfairly treated treated by police officers and we wanted to acknowledge it and say that we stand with him and his family and the decisions that everyone has made in terms of bringing awareness to this event and we hope to see change within our communities and other communities around the country. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and review our podcast. Also, please remember to follow us on Instagram at blackandbusiness.jb. DM us and comment on our pictures to let us know what you guys think. We love your feedback and continued support. Please continue to be a part of the conversation and share it with your friends and family. Thank you again, and we are Black in Business.